Hello and welcome to Event Exchange, the podcast where we have deep conversations with people shaping the future of events. This podcast is brought to you by the event platform GiveMe. Hundreds of organizations worldwide use GiveMe to build unique event experiences, be it virtual, in-person, hybrid, and everything in between. Learn more about GiveMe by visiting gevme.com. I'm your host, Kirat, and today I'll be talking to Michelle Nicole McNabb, founder and director of ME Marketing and Events. Welcome, Michelle. It's a pleasure having you on Event Exchange. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the hottest tech buzzwords out there, the metaverse. In this conversation, we will try and understand the metaverse's impact on event marketing and sponsorships. So before we dive into the whole event marketing and sponsorship portion, let's start with basics. Michelle, would you want to tell us what exactly is the metaverse according to you? I'm going to really steer the conversation in regards to the event industry. I'm sure in different industries or social media, there may be different variations. So let's stick into the event industry and how we're leveraging the metaverse. So there really is this hot buzz, as you said, the metaverse. And the variation between, are we talking a 2D, a 3D, or a true metaverse? And what does that mean to me? Is that a metaverse is really the experience of this over-hierarching world. And so you can still have a 3D experience, but it's not necessarily a metaverse, where the metaverse is able to connect multiple universes together Whereas if you have an event, even if it is a 3D avatar driven, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're connecting one to another. So in my personal opinion, as to when I think of a metaverse is really connecting the various universes, regardless if it's the same event or not, versus a one-off or an experience that's in a 3D or even a 2D experience, avatar or not, the metaverse is, to me, when I explain it, it's more so connecting multiple experiences together. Nice. I like how you put that. But then how and why should it matter to event experts or event marketers, so to say? I think that the term metaverse is definitely trending right now, but it's not necessarily new. If you think of the gaming world, those environments really have been around for quite some time. And so how we're just evolving this term versus in the event world, it's nice to see more up and coming technology. And so really to help educate and to really determine what is it that we're going for? Are we truly going for this metaverse experience where you can hop in as your avatar and that avatar, so to say, can jump from one event to another event to another? Or are we looking to create an experience within a sub-universe? And in doing that, you can create these 2D, 3D environments. And then as we dive deeper into the conversation, are we then actually experiencing as this avatar Or are we just kind of clicking and going and really bridging that gap between what I call not just a learning curve, but the experience curve? So I think it's important for the event marketers, for the event planners to really get a true grasp as to how we're going to leverage these universes 
and what is it that the client and not just the client's needs, but what do the audience and how are the sponsors and all of the stakeholders going to benefit best based off of that experience? Absolutely. And I think you make a very valid point. It's really the way you adapt that whole experience into what you're trying to create. And it could differ from event to event, right? So, okay, then talking a little bit more about using this concept in your events, can you provide some tips for the event marketers out there who are keen to explore the metaverse for their events? I think that this is also something even taking metaverse off the table for half a moment where there's this need to connect multiple events and experiences together. Let's take the mobile apps, for instance. When we go to a conference and there's many, many different mobile apps, and if you're attending five, six, a dozen events in a year, the very first thing that comes off of your phone is the event app after the event. And so the metaverse, how can we tie that together As we have the technology, not just through the mobile apps, but is there a way that we can connect through the metaverse? And with that, how can we connect each event through that experience? And then how, again, is it really what your audience is looking for, where we've had some experiences where even though the client liked the concept, the audience just wasn't ready for that type of experience yet. And so it's just a matter of really having that buy-in and having those conversations with the audience, with the stakeholders. Is it really what they're going for? Or can we get the same results through a 3D or even a 2D experience and just bypass the whole metaverse trend for the current moment as we adapt, as we transition into what is it that our audiences are really, really needing and how can they best experience that environment? Right. And I think it's interesting to understand because there's all of these different concepts that you can play around with. And then metaverse is just another one of those. But because it's being talked about so much, and we'll talk a little bit about if we should jump onto that bandwagon or not in a short bit. But how do you think a concept like metaverse can fit into the current marketing strategies of event marketers out there? Definitely community. That's also another trend as far as our event marketers, event producers, event organizations. They're really tapping into how can we create those communities. And the metaverse definitely can allow for that and give that place in between the events. I think that that could be a really interesting way to bridge the gap between you have these events where you have the production And then how can those communities within not just connect on LinkedIn or Twitter or social media, but actually give them a place in between to connect those touch points. So I think that that could be really an interesting way that we could adapt and also keep or or help bridge that gap between, okay, the events, the annual conference and the production and less kind of transition, but allowing the community to have those touch points and do it in the metaverse in between. I think that could be a really interesting way that you bridge that gap a little bit rather than just going a 180 and switching what you normally do completely without the stepping stones. And so I think that that could be a nice way to transition and incorporate the metaverse in between. So if your audience is on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or wherever it may be, 
if you create that environment that they have that place to connect beyond the event, that could be an interesting way that the event organizers could allow to build that environment surrounding the events and the events become another touch point. I like what you said about it can be a part of it, but maybe not the whole experience, especially right now when economies are opening up, live events are coming back. Hybrid events are really what is being talked about. So metaverse being a component of it would be rather interesting. And whenever a metaverse event is announced, the expectations really fluctuate because the hype is real. So how can event marketers manage these expectations and really keep it real for the attendees? Again, I think a big key important part is to talk to the stakeholders. And so through my experience talking with different clients and their needs, what they're looking for, if you have, let's say, a conference that's very content heavy and they want to absorb that content, that's a very easy way to approach in a kind of a click and go. You want to have high production. You want to make sure that you have the formats, that there's ways to engage in that content, because that's the number one thing for that particular conference. Networking is a part of it, but it's not the sole main driven factor as to why they have that conference. In another objective for a different event where maybe networking or that interaction and gamification, I know in the NFT world and the Bitcoins, it's very trending as well. So I think also having a very clear understanding and then how they want to experience. So an example would be your sponsors, exhibitors, which I know that we'll dive a little more into this particular. It's a lot for them then to build out the whole booth. Like part of the virtual experience is they can upload their assets and they have a very clear way to get the tracking. There's some controversy as far as how effective they are, which we'll talk also But when it comes to having a trade show in this metaverse, do you really want to have an avatar walking up and down this trade show booth when you have 30,000 vendor booths? It's one thing when you're in person because you have all those five senses and you have the ways to engage. But on a screen, that would take a lot of time. It would take a lot more to build it out. And is it worth the offset uh, for the sponsors, exhibitors, when really they just want those face-to-face. They want a good scheduler. They want a great way to track those metrics. They want an easy way to have all those assets distributed rather than the time just to find where the booth is in a true metaverse avatar up and down. (laughs) How can we make those uh, digital experiences easy for all of those stakeholders uh, is something definitely to consider. And secondly, regarding the attendees, same thing is, are they really ready to either, whether it be on, you know, your VR or even your keyboard, it's a lot to get that experience curve when really you just want to get to the sessions or you just want to get to the networking and we have the tools available. So really understanding the needs and how the experience of the different stakeholders, or is it really more like a fun hangout and uh, having those avatars? What is the end goal? Absolutely. And I think there's always a flip side to the story. Like you said, we'll talk a little bit more about sponsors and, you know, just the amount of data that you're able to capture in the virtual world is really, really cool, which was not possible in the physical world earlier. Before we dive into all of that in details, let's talk a little bit about some examples of metaverse events that maybe you've experienced yourself or have been a part of. And how has that experience been for you? 
other than the gaming world or the first player that everybody talks about, but truly the first platform that I was exposed to in the event industry is Verbella. And they've been around. They have truly an avatar. You can sign in and they have really this global community, but then you can also build out your own custom. So that's the very first experience. Um, and that was years ago before, you know, even before COVID, I was exposed to this platform. I thought it was very neat. I've had clients utilize it. And so it's very interesting. That was unique where they're still around, of course, at Verbella, and there are various platforms. So then, especially through the pandemic, I've seen more and more and really to break it down. Okay. Is it this avatar? All Cita Expo is another great example. All Cita has been around for, what, a decade? I've been following them, using them for floor plans. But more recently, they've actually evolved their own platform into that 3D experience, into that metaverse avatar. Now, you're kind of a robot. You're not with your face and your camera. You're not necessarily an avatar. So there's various platforms out there. And those have been great for... Again, a lot of networking, smaller breakout, but the production, because of how they're built, it's limited as far as a, a big conference or what the bandwidth, what the production size. So someone coming from the production side, there were some uh, hiccups in order for that to work on a, a conference or a production. And also we want to talk about, are we looking for just a broadcast? If we're looking for a broadcast stage to audience, but with the metaverse and what these platforms really allow is that audience back to stage. And thirdly, the audience to audience. That is mm -hmm. where some of these other platforms, virtual platforms, they're great at the broadcast. Or maybe they have certain ways to allow for the audience or Q&A to respond back to those panelists or the speakers. But the metaverse and these platforms, I find, are wonderful at allowing the audience to audience without the disruption or without the need of having that facilitator is encouraged for the audience to engage with other audience members on their own. So that's really something that I've seen as well. And then the alternative would be, again, for some conferences, for some trade shows, is it best that we actually use an alternative where it's a 3D environment, but it's more of a click and go. And we've done that. We have case studies of how we felt that, how we've integrated rather than just a 2D or a flat mobile looking click and website view, creating that environment really with up and coming platforms and designers, user experience. So that's kind of been my favorite is kind of this in-between compromise where you're not an avatar but you have this custom 2D and or 3D. VII is a great example. Um, I love what they're doing. Give me, I've seen some of your stuff behind the scenes as well. So I'm excited to see you being an up and coming player as well in that 2D, 3D versus panorama avatar. That's a long winded. <laughs> a lot of different platforms and how we're going yeah. about it and which ones to choose. So, uh, and it's really cool that technology is picking pace and really adapting to these new stuff or new concepts that are coming up every now and then. Obviously, uh, metaverse is something like you said; it's existed for a while, but it's only being talked a lot about right now. And thanks to the pandemic, I guess uh, virtual space has become a bit more happening. If I could put it like that. Needless to say that with these new opportunities and these new platforms and new technologies that we're talking about, 
there's also a lot of challenges that come with it. So things like high unpredictability, lack of standardization. So what are your thoughts on that? And do you think event professionals should just jump onto the bandwagon and go all hands on deck with this? It's really going to depend on their format, their niche. Me, myself, my sweet spot really are going to be multi-day B2B events, associations, really in that five and six figure annual budget. So 10K to a million dollars. And they are really driven on that content, heavy content, some networking, and also having that trade show or sponsorship activation. That for me and, and what we really advocate for and our niche, I'm not necessarily jumping completely in. I will participate in some of those but it's not necessarily the best approach right now to just jump on board again for mm-hmm. some of the reasons that I've mentioned regarding the trade shows regarding yeah. you know if you have a showcase a lot of times the face to face it's a much longer sales cycle there's something about having that face to face interaction you got to feel the product you have to demo it really have a true understanding where what the digital world is doing is extending that shelf life, which we can talk more of, but that doesn't necessarily have to be represented in the metaverse. However, if your niche and if your industry and if that audience and those stakeholders really do well, where I think some e-commerce would be okay as far as setting up shop, right? And it's going to then extend, you have the event, you have the showcase, But now what the metaverse allows us to do is you can open those doors before, during, and after. And so if we can tie that more together, that's where I'm going to see more of a benefit. But as far as the event itself, the true connection will be still that face-to-face and really understanding. But I think that the, anyway, the digital world, whether or not it's metaverse, has allowed to expand those campaigns. Absolutely. And then the metaverse really just goes back to, is it going to be the experience that makes sense with that audience and with the products yeah. and the services being provided? Yeah. Interesting. And I completely agree with the whole element where you're talking about, let's use a part of it and blend it with our other existing event formats. For many out there who are actually not ready, like you're like, okay, I'm half in, half out kind of a thing. But there's a lot of people who are actually not ready for the metaverse yet. What are some of the alternatives that they should consider to slowly build their audience and event experience towards that whole immersive experience? I would say the customization, again, gets me VII. There are some players in the industry that can truly create that customization, that user experience. We have some examples as well that we've done, and it really has helped to bridge the gap, especially when you have organizations that are, they know how to put an in-person conference together. They know how to put that in-person show together. And now we're in this world that they're getting into, okay, do we want to do both? Do we want to do a hybrid? But hybrid does not have to be simultaneously with the in-person. It can be that same community, those same stakeholders, and you can open the doors. I think that that would be a great way. So it allows the people that are ready and comfortable with the in-person to experience it that way, but then open the doors and start to evolve. And it becomes more of 
a touch point. It becomes more of the experience. And so really what we've done with one of our clients is the 2D experience is actually their website. It's an interactive website that their audience can go to throughout the year. And then to experience the content, to experience that event, that has a shelf life. And they can determine if they want it to be a four-day shelf life, if they want it to be a six-month to access the content, but the actual environment, the user experience is their event website. And that's allowing each year, we just switch out the theme, we switch out some of the avatars and the videos. But then as we're evolving, we can determine again, if we want to get into a metaverse. But going back to my original point, I really, again, in my definition of the metaverse would be as if I, Michelle Nicole McNabb, had an avatar. That avatar could then jump from one event and that same avatar, that same me, that is me going to another event regardless. And that's what I'm not seeing happening. Perhaps Mm -hmm. it could happen from within an organization to another event within that organization, but a true metaverse, as I determine it, I'm not seeing my avatar, Michelle Nicole McNabb, going from this platform event to another completely. It's still me. I pick my outfit. I pick what I'm wearing and it's a completely different universe. That's not where I see it happening yet. It's very event specific and very, you're siloed into different kinds of events. So I get what you mean. And that's a very, very interesting point you make there. And that's a great segue into my next question, actually, when we are talking about, you know, making those connections and brands and sponsors are looking to join the metaverse, but they obviously face the risk of being disconnected with the different kinds of activations that you'd like to put into place. And that causes kind of that low effectiveness in there. So can you comment on that as well, Michelle, and tell us what you think about that? I work with sponsors, exhibitors. They don't walk into the office every day and that's not their job title. Their job title typically is business development or marketing or some level of demand generation, right? And so first and foremost, keeping that in mind, what their intentions are, how can we help them achieve those goals? And going back to understanding what their buyer decision process is and are we overcomplicating by adding the avatars when we yes we have zoom we have the videos but there's still a disconnect if we're not truly understanding what those buyer journeys are then we are just spinning our wheels with platforms and tactics and that doesn't mean that we can't evolve but this disruption and disconnect of truly understanding the buyer's journey for these different sponsors, these exhibitors. And by adding that extra layer of an avatar or to build out, you know, a trade show booth on a floor, I think it's just disrupting right now, currently what the current buyer's journey realistically is. And it's very similar if you were to take that buyer's journey and they do extremely well with LinkedIn or fireside chats, and then you throw them onto Facebook or Instagram. And it just, it's a different platform. It's a different disconnect from the buyer's journey. So truly understanding what the buyer's journey of these sponsors exhibitors are. And yes, I think that they gave it a good fair shot for virtual. Again, it could work in certain demographics or certain industries. Again, with my experience, they really want that true face-to-face. It's a longer 
sales cycle, they have maybe an RFI, RFP, RFQ model rather than, hey, do you like my product or don't like my product? Do you want it? Mm. Buy it. The buyer's journey has to be part of the conversation. And adding the metaverse and adding some of these extra layers is just actually extending the life cycle rather than the intention of events are intended to accelerate that client acquisition. How quickly can we get through those touch points effectively? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess there's really, like we were talking about, right, from the virtual world, there's obviously the pros and then there's the cons. So I think one part that you're mentioning is actually how do we create that connection? How do we shorten that buying cycle for your exhibitors and sponsors? But at the same time, for sponsors themselves, tracking analytics in the metaverse or the virtual world is now different. It's now enhanced because they can actually collect lots more data than they would usually be able to create in the physical world. So how do you think sponsors should go about sort of capitalizing on that and measuring the effectiveness of brand participation? Yes, I'm so glad that you brought this up. I knew we would hit on it. It's the analytics. I'm a numbers person. It's absolutely something that I would agree with the virtual, whether it's a metaverse or virtual platforms. And I think the best way to do this is to understand where in the customer journey, that buyer's journey, is that event, is that platform. No different than, hey, if they need some more information, are you sending them to a website? Are you sending them to a white paper? Are you sending them to some sort of resources? So then sending them to that booth or how to connect with them in that event, whether it be the metaverse, it becomes the touch point. And when and where is it appropriate to then send them based on what's in the booth or in the event itself? And so whether it be content and the beauty of events, why I love events as a platform is you can reach multiple touch points within an activation. So the purpose of having, let's say, a panel discussion is to get those thoughts and their name up on stage and who they are and drive people back to continue the conversation. And so having a clear understanding of how and what's happening in the booth, and then where does that go? So before the event is actually prime real estate time. And so opening the doors, getting that social media to drive people in to explore inside the event prior, because during the event, if it's content driven, people are either going to be networking or in those sessions. And whether it's in person or online, then you only have 15 minutes to kind of get through the booths And a lot of what we do is actually help people navigate who they should connect with ahead of time so that you're not just bombarded by a thousand different brands of where to stop by or just hope for foot traffic. And so really understanding when and where that event can be most beneficial and extending that shelf life and driving people back. And I think one of the great things with the virtual and with these booths, it becomes that scheduler. It becomes having those analytics just like you would a website. How long are people watching your sessions? And you can actually navigate. We used to do this manually, but it's a lot easier to say, hey, 10% of the entire conference, they attended your session, they stopped by your booth, they downloaded, and you're going to follow up with that 10% a lot different than the 30% that maybe just attended your session, but they never stopped by your booth. You're going to have a different sequence to follow up. 
Exactly. And just another follow-up to that would be, what are some of the key indicators or key performance indicators that you look at when you're measuring your event's ROI? Coming from the organizers versus the sponsors and exhibitors, for me, it definitely would be that engagement as far as how long are they sticking to each of the sessions. So some of the platforms I've worked with, they do an incredible job, which makes it easy on the producer side. If you have a virtual attendee or attendees audience to grab all of them from one session and automatically help them virtually move to the next session because there's a lot of drop-off, one, navigating through the different platform. It's not necessarily that they want to jump off. It's just now they have to click through and they don't know where to go next. And so creating that user experience for the organizer so that the engagement, you keep them on longer. Secondly, which we noticed with the organizers is switching up the format. So rather than just having presentation after presentation, do we in the run of show have a Q&A allowing the audience to engage again back to the stage, but audience to audience? That, I think, has been such a game changer. You know, we somewhat see it in events in person, but virtually with these platforms, I'm very excited to see. And that's what we look for is how much is the stage talking just as a broadcast versus how much engagement is coming back. And we do that through different session formats. And then also, are there opportunities? And we can track how many connections were made audience to audience, how many conversations were passed. How many information, virtual business cards, how many connections were made behind the scenes is definitely a big indicator. And then, of course, on the sponsorship exhibitor, that would be how many conversations, how many downloads, how many true qualified people are they being matched with? Absolutely. Qualified being very, very key in that respect. Nice. And that was quite a power-packed answer for event ROI, both from and organizers as well as the sponsor's perspective. So I guess to wrap up, let's talk about the future of Metaverse and what do you think the future of Metaverse holds in terms of the events industry and how can event marketers actually adapt as it expands? I'm going to drive back. I have not seen it yet. I'm not saying it won't happen in the future, but I would love to see my avatar person attached to my socials, attached to who I am in my website, being able to jump from one universe to another. Haven't seen that yet. Wishful thinking, perhaps. (laughs) At least what I am starting to see is within the organizers, if they have multiple events, that you're able to keep that, even if you're just your profile. But again, we have to keep compliance in mind. I think that's a big, heavy set. There's also... Just because you have a virtual event does not entirely mean that it's a global event because of compliance, because of privacy, because of accessibility, because of language barriers, right? So a lot of people are saying, oh, virtual or metaverse. Yes, it expands your reach, but I really am excited to see the advances that we're taking as an industry when it comes to compliance, when it comes to the privacies, when it comes to the accessibilities uh, rather than, yeah, the technology is there, but that doesn't automatically allow us to truly go global with our reach. So I'm excited to see that. And with that, that comes translations, that comes, hey, I'm here. Can we break down those barriers where I only speak English? I understand a little bit of French, 
But can we, I'm talking future, how can we break down some of those barriers? Because what technology has done, especially in the past decade, you know, last 20 years, has allowed us the capabilities to now interact globally. But how can we break down more walls, also staying in compliance and privacy, but expanding? And I would love to hear from speakers that have something to say, that have a message that perhaps would communicate that message in a non-English language, right? We're not quite there yet. So those are some of the things I'm excited for. Again, I'm thinking long-term and then that avatar to be able to jump from one to another. um, That would be so cool. (laughs) That would be so cool. But yeah, that would be an exciting space to be. And I think a completely futuristic future for the metaverse for events. So that's exciting. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. It's been a very insightful conversation and it was wonderful having you on board. Thank you so much for the opportunity, having this conversation. It's been fun, you know, of course, talking the metaverse and imagining what the capabilities are in our industry, but then also saying, where are we now? (laughs) How can we make this work? And how can we take those stepping stones to our next milestones? And it was really nice to hear very realistic opinions on a lot of things that we talked about, because it was almost like we wanted to sit in a time machine and go like, say, in the future and sort of see what it should look like. But what's really possible is what's really possible. And I feel like that's what we've learned over the past, uh, the whole transitionary period that events industry is going on, has been facing right over the past two years. But it's been really, really exciting to see lots of new stuff coming up. And a lot of us literally trying to get on to new technologies, learning new stuff, digital events have become so popular and so on. So I guess Metaverse will be a step ahead and we're thoroughly excited for it. Yes, I'm definitely, I'm excited. I always say platforms, tactics, they come and go, events evolve. And, you know, look at us 10 years ago, social media is not what it is today. And so being able to accept where we are and really hone into those foundations of getting the clarity, having the conversations with our stakeholder, really having a very clear customer journey, understanding how we can monetize and optimize those experience, how we're actually going to manage and execute what we have, and then how are we getting through with our committees and the people management versus this is where we are now and let's make it happen. These are the fundamentals versus we understand that this is where we're going. We just need to pave the way to get there. We know the destination. That's where we're going. We just don't know the vehicles and we don't know the road yet. That's what we're mapping out now. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It was wonderful talking to you, Michelle. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Event Exchange, a podcast by Kifmi. Before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you're listening. Visit giveme.com for more resources on how to run better events.